Thanks for listening to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? We're stoked to be back for season five, and this year we're coming back bigger and better than ever. That's right, Michael. You've been busy over the off-season. We're now on Instagram, X, YouTube, and TikTok. And, of course, you can listen to us on all podcasting platforms. Now it's time for another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? Well, good day, footy fans, and welcome to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League? I'm Emmanuel Penkless, joining Michael remotely this evening. Michael, how are you? Emmanuel, still a little flat after last week. Got a lot off our chests on Thursday night. And then the weekend of footy for both our teams wasn't spectacular. But there's a lot of news to get through. Uh, thank God that uh, I, I bet you Ben Hunt and Reese Walsh are thanking Luke Brooks for signing with Manly. And we'll hit that in a second. But, yeah, just a lot going on in the rugby league world this week. A lot to talk about. So why don't we jump straight into Ben Hunt? Yeah, crazy, crazy Ben Hunt. So Ben Hunt had a um, conversation with St. George uh, on Monday where he wanted to look to resolve his future. The story broke over the weekend that he was going to go to Brisbane for the rest of the year and then with a view to moving to the Gold Coast for 2024 and 2025. This did not eventuate, as was a surprise to absolutely no one. St. George rejected the offer. So, um, Dragons, as they promised, playing hardball. Ben Hunt is not going anywhere. Uh, Ben Hunt is apparently turning up on Thursday to play for the Dragons um, in their game against Cronulla at Shark Park. Uh, So, the saga continues. And, um, yeah, just... Chaos, absolute chaos. The Dragons lost 48-18 on Friday night. Um, I don't know how anyone can possibly say that the the Ben Hunt show is is not a distraction for them. It would not be. And this is what I don't understand. You have a player who is there, who is your captain still for some unknown reason, uh, who who doesn't want to be there, clearly doesn't want to be there, wants out, has told, said to everyone publicly, I want to go to Queensland and now he has to go out and lead this team around the park that is sitting one spot from the bottom of a ladder performing woefully the last couple of weeks. And like, there's just like, why name him? If like, I understand, I understand you not releasing him because he's got a year and a half left on his contract. Uh, but why put him out there? It makes no sense to me. You might as well be using this year and this these 10 games left to get some experience under Bud Sullivan and uh, Talatau mode as your halves pairings, you know? Like, this is, this is what the Dragons should be focusing on rather than all the fiasco that's going on around Ben Hunt. No, I, look, I, I take a slightly different view to you, and I think that out of principle, the Dragons need to hold their ground here because this is – we had a couple of years ago, Pangai um, signed with Canterbury from Brisbane and then ended up being released for the final six months, six weeks of the contract in 2021 to go and play with Penrith and was regarded as a bit of a game-breaker in their run to the finals. Um and I, I was kind of comfortable with that on the grounds that at least he was going to a different club. But Ben Hunt is just looking to leave his team um, just because he's not happy with who he signed with um, six months ago, 10 months ago. Whenever he renewed his contract, it was, I think, last November. 
um, for three years. So, you know, he's in the middle of a contract now. I think he needs to honour it. I understand there's a bit of difficulties about clubs always wanting to move players on and they somehow get away with it. But we're always critical of the player. But I think that part of the reason this is a problem and the reason that Ben Hunt has until the first week of August to potentially pick a a top eight side that he wants to go to and, and why top teams purge the bottom teams players. And I think we saw it last year with Melbourne and Nofaluma. Yep, it's partly because the, the, the NRL and the RLPA can't actually sit down and negotiate these sort of things. There hasn't been a sort of the June 30 deadline or whatever it was got pushed back to August because of COVID. Now, we had our COVID-affected season where the, the dates of the season changed in 2020. Why are we still under this default system? Why haven't we moved it back? These are, these are flaws in the game that should not be papered over just because they're delivering a bad headline. The Dragons are within their rights to to certainly hold their ground. And just because the system is crap, it doesn't mean that St. George should should let Ben Hunt go. I, I, I'm completely with St. George on this. They have to hold their ground because it explo- exposes the flaw in the system that favours the top sides, regardless of who they are. My team's in the eight. Your team is, is is notorious for doing this. Souths have had this where they've been on the benefit of this, where they've moved uh, Robbie Farrah on or they've picked up James Roberts when Brisbane was struggling and then discarded him when, when they didn't need him. And I just think this system is ridiculous and the NRL needs to do something about it. Uh, yeah, look, I, I think you misconstrued what I'm saying. I don't think Brisbane, I don't think Ben Hunt should be let go by the Dragons, at least not this season. I'm just saying why, why the Dragons playing him. It makes no sense to play him because that's a bigger distraction. This whole transfer window, like this, this can all be solved if we have clear rules around trading players and clear rules around transfer windows, which we've been begging for for years. But the RLPA has their knickers in a knot about players not having enough time to relocate, whereas Ben Hunt wants to move into uh, move interstate in a matter of days, right? So it, it benefits them when they when they want it, but it doesn't benefit them when they're trying to negotiate a uh, CBA. It's this is this is what's pissed me off about this whole situation. Um, I really like Joel Kane's idea, where if you have three hundred, if you haven't spent three hundred thousand dollars in your cap, and this is Brisbane, Brisbane haven't spent three hundred a spare three hundred thousand dollars left over, right? Ben Hunt is a nine hundred thousand dollar player, but prorated his contract down two-thirds of the season. He's only a $300,000 player. Why isn't that $300,000 that Brisbane has saved at the start of a season also prorated down to $100,000? Because it's not the same value. Yeah. I I see. I take it. I take it. But I feel feel like this adds to other complications because some teams – will struggle and so apparently mike just coming back to this and this is the point i'm getting into is sort of we're talking about the salary cap and what's outside the salary cap as someone has said i think andrew john said during the week that newcastle doesn't have one third party player right which would mean i find that very surprising incredibly surprising um which would mean that everyone in their um in their roster is covered purely by the salary cap so then Smaller clubs or more disadvantaged clubs, and let's say Newcastle's in that basket, would complain that they are at a disadvantage because other clubs do not 
have the full brunt of that Joel Cain mechanism because they mm. can use third party payments to get around it. Yeah. This is like what you know, uh, the easiest way to solve this. If you want to send out Ben Hunt's $900,000 contract, that's how much it's worth for this season. That value does not change. You may have paid a big portion of it, but that is the value of the contract. Then Brisbane or whoever wants to get him needs to send the equal amount of salary back. That is how a lot of other leagues in the uh, leagues in the world work. And I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. This all started because of the Roosters, by the way. I'm sure it did. Because of Sonny Bill? Sonny Bill Williams, yeah. Yeah. Trailblazers, what do you want from us? <laughs> Look, I, I think I think there's a very good likelihood that Ben Hunt stays at the Dragons for the rest of the season and then uh, negotiates a buyout uh, and will head to the Titans at the start of next season. Uh, and one player from the Titans will probably head back there. Maybe a Sexton, Boyd or Campbell type player because they've got a dearth of halves that are just being underutilized. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to another half uh, in Luke Brooks, who has signed with the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles as of 2024. I actually like this signing for Manly uh, as, you know, as, as a standalone signing, but everything else that Manly has done, I have hated. Yeah. Look, we've seen this story before, Michael, as we said mm-hmm. to each other off air. We've seen this story before. Um, I, re- I, re- I like this tweet. Um, the appointment of Anthony Seabold is an all-time clanger. It's probably the worst appointment since Brisbane appointed Anthony Seabold, which about sums it up. Um, yeah, look, I, this is a very interesting decision for uh, the Tigers. I think I think it's actually a good decision. Uh, for, sorry, for, for Manly. I think it's actually a good decision for Luke Brooks. It takes him out of that environment. He's going to learn from a really quality half that, that that's um, played at the state and international level, has won premierships. It's really good apprenticeship for him. It's probably what he needs and takes the pressure off him. Um, I'm surprised six. by yeah, I'm surprised by the length of the contract. I think it's an insurance because uh, I, from what everyone's saying, Daly's got one more year left at seven at the club and then he'll probably retire and then Luke Brooks will take that role on. So he's their insurance once Daly leaves. Um, it also means that Josh Schuster, who has resigned uh, for a whopping $2.5 million over three years, will be an edge back rower, a person who they have invested a lot of time in turning into a half. So just there's some puzzling things there. They've also let go of Lachik Finu. Who is one of their best reserve, one of their best and up and coming young five eights, excellent footballer, like one of those guys that everyone needs to keep an eye on. Uh, he he's going back to the Tigers, so I think the Tigers have solved one issue there in terms of finding a key half uh, for the future. Yeah, and I I think I also read something tonight that um they're talking to Trindle. Yeah, which would be excellent. Which would be that excellent. Would be fantastic. Um, uh, Manly signing spree on top of Luke Brooks has also included Cola re-signing until 2027. Tommy Talau, um, the two-year deal from next year. And Jackson Paulo, um, Rabbitohs and Roosters veteran. Um, the experiment continues at another club um, yep. with him joining Manly in 2024 on a three-year deal. Yeah. 
interesting stuff. I'm I'm a little concerned about Manly's future. A lot of a lot of influence from Isaac Moses. A lot yeah, of influence lot of, from Isaac Moses. Yeah. Um and the um yeah, so Isaac Moses manages Seabold, Flanagan, Cooper Johns, Aaron Woods, Tommy Talao, and Luke Brooks. Can you see the pattern there, Mike? Mm. Um Yep, sure can. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and now, Flanagan going next year as well, which probably adds a bit more pressure to Seabold's plate too. Surely does. Okay. Also, Tom out for the rest of the season. So it's not going to be a great end of the season, a lot more than likely for Manly. No. Okay. Yeah, we're, now, we're kind of waiting this one out. I was trying to see if uh, the decision for Reese Walsh has been determined. It's now 9.30 on Tuesday night, and we have heard nothing except expletives from the judiciary room. Uh, so yeah, no, no news as of yet, and how long his ban will be. Yeah, this has been going for three hours. Um, I've been following it on Twitter across the evening. It is actually the most extraordinary. Um, if you can find a thread that sort of summarises it, it is actually quite insane. Uh, because basically, uh, there is a lot of there is a lot of sort of beating around the bush. But by the players, so um, Reese Walsh obviously makes an appearance. Uh, Pat Carrigan makes an appearance. David Fafita makes an appearance, and um, some of the clangers in this are uh, the players are very timid, and they um, they say very lightly, "I used the f word, I used the c word," and then that some for some reason, given the all clear, just to say what they said, and um, after that point in time, the, the players go all out. So if you can go find a transcript or a summary of this, it's like they don't know any other word after this point in time. Um, <laughs> Pat Garrigan, um, with, with an absolute clangor of his own, he basically said that um, Walshie and I pretty much discussed at training what happened on the weekend. Now, that sounds to me like conclu- collusion. Um, you know, I'm, I'm no expert on, on sort of that kind of thing, but it does sound like they sort of, planned what they were going to say tonight, which is always a good look. Um, Their uh, lawyer has come out and said, well, of course, two people that were telling the truth would tell the same story. Uh, So geniuses all around here. Uh, And then David Feeder comes out and faux pas of the evening. And I'm just going to try and find this because it is an absolute cracker if I can find it. Um, He basically said, Mike, that <laughs> he said that and um he's he basically said um yeah that's what um reese said to me oh no that's what reese no that's what reese said to the referee no that's what he said to me so um some stories a bit mixed up there um but yeah it's been going for three hours sean hampstead and tony Politua. this is i think this is nuts michael for a 10 second event because it's ridiculous. So, there's we'll got to be there's got to be a better there's got to be a better use right. of time and resources. Surely, I agree. Okay, we'll check back in before we sign off. Uh, but let's get into round eighteen tips. Yeah. Uh, okay. So on Thursday night, the Sharks host the Dragons. As I said, Ben Hunt named to play. Uh, Toby Rudolph is listed amongst the reserves and is a chance to return from the foot injury. For the Dragons, Moses Suli will miss the game. Tata Moga uh, takes his place. Ben Murdoch-Masilla moves from the bench into the starting side and Jack Bird is out. 
Musgrove has been omitted. I'm guessing you're going Sharks, Mike. Yeah, I'm going Sharks. Yeah. Okay. Um, Saturday night, sorry, Friday night, the early game, the Warriors host Souths in New Zealand. Mitch Barnett returns from suspension and takes place of Nia Cora, who accepted a three-match ban. Curran is named to start in the second row. Andrew Webster's maintained the same side. For Souths, Jacob Host is suspended and Cheekham returns. Havili's on the bench. Shaq Mitchell joins the bench. And Jed Cartwright and Mamazellis drop out. Now, Mike, mm-hmm. there are about six players charged this weekend, but they must be so happy that everyone else just took their early guilty pleas. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I am going with, at home, I'm going to go with the Warriors. I don't know if I'd say that about three weeks ago, but South's defense last couple of weeks has not been up to scratch. So I'm going to go the Warriors yeah. at home. Tough place to play. I, I agree. Uh, big game on Friday night, the Storm host the Panthers at Amy Park. This is third versus first. Um, Munster's back after being rested. Kamakamika also returns. Penne amongst the reserves um, after suffering an ankle injury against Manly. For Penrith, their origin stars, um, To'o Crichton, Luai Martin, Yo are all back on deck. Jamin Salmon back to the bench and Peachy Jenkins, Hosking and Eisenhuth drop out. A lot of good players dropping out of a squad. Uh, I'm going to go to the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> um, Saturday afternoon, the Raiders host the Titans. Titans would be bullish after that big win over Big Brothers. Brisbane last Sunday afternoon for the Raiders. Papali'i is out with the hamstring injury. So Salo moves into the starting side and Mariota joins the bench. Croker has been selected um, subject to NRL clearance. And for the Titans... Tino is back on deck after he was de- rested last week. Joel Liff goes back to the bench and Isaac Fasuma-Alawi to the 18th man. Foran made a solid return from a toe injury last week and will be all the better for the run. So you what, that game from the Titans might be their most impressive win in the last few years because it wasn't a 24-30 to 30 win. It was a 16-12 to 12 win. Like that's what you want to see out of the Titans—a a, low-scoring game where their their defense wins it for them. A really tough game though in Canberra. I'm gonna lean the Raiders. I think. So I just say Jamal Fogarty's yep. kicking game on the weekend was outstanding. He kicked us to death. Like he, those ball, his bombs were so big. He's got a ginormous boot on him. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um. Okay, Saturday, 5.30, the Cowboys host the Tigers. Cowboys are charging, Mike. They've had wins against Souths, Penrith, and Melbourne in the last three weeks. This loss against the Tigers a few weeks ago kind of triggered them into gear. Um, Peyton has named the same 17 that performed so well against Souths. Um, Tamalola's 18th man. And Hooker Robson suffered a hamstring injury against Souths but has been named. For the Tigers, Laurie comes in at 5'8 for his first game since round four. So Toa moves to the bench and Kapoa to the um sorry, Toa to the centers and Kapoa to the bench. Um Utoi Kamanu returns, so Pole reverts to the bench. I do not think the Tigers will be winning this one 66 to 18. I'm going to go the Cowboys at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um the Broncos host the Dolphins on Saturday night. So Reese Walsh is still learning his fate. 
Um, if he's suspended, Tristan Taylor will likely be the new number one. Flegler and Ricky are both out. And Palacia and Wilson have been drafted into the starting side. For the Dolphins, Tessie New returns in the place of McGrady. Um, Harrison Graham makes way for Marshall King, who is set to return. Marshall King will start with Nick Arena reverting to the bench. Sean O'Sullivan has the number seven jersey again after making his return from a long layoff last week. The Dolphins, Mike, it's getting trickier for them. Um, they've always been able to score points, but I think that as soon as that happened, they've been exposed. It seems like the bubble's burst for the Dolphins. They're a great story at the start of the season, but I just they're kind of falling away a bit. A couple injuries here and there. But I just think that, you know, now now there's scouting on them. Now there's game a lot of game film on them. Team teams can repair a lot better for them. And it's it's caught up with them a little bit. I think the all those players that you know were, were rejects, you can now kind of see why teams had let them go. And I'm not saying like I think what they've done is exceptional this year, but I kind of always thought that this might be the case that at some point they'd drop off. Um, the Broncos, though, just remember this time last year what happened, and they were sitting in a very similar position, <coughs> and they started losing games that they shouldn't lose. And then it all kind of came spiraling down. They came undone. And it was all because a key player got suspended for about four weeks. Now, I'm not saying this Broncos team is the same as the last year's Broncos team, but they cannot repeat. They cannot let repeat what happened last year. Otherwise, it could be catastrophic. Yeah, I, I feel like Kevin Walters in his press conference was concerned about that. Yeah. I just think like, that his yeah. whole demeanour was like, is this where the wheels fall off? Yeah. That, I'm, I'm a little bit of a tri- – I was, I was a little concerned about what happened. A little concerned about what happened on the weekend. And, yeah, maybe this is a get even. Uh, you get back and, you you know – get back on the right track. But, you know, Origin takes its tolls on players, especially the Broncos. And, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, okay. Saturday, Sunday afternoon, the Bulldogs host Newcastle at a core stadium. So Rajab gets his first run on appearance for the Dogs, taking over from Oluapu. Max King comes into the front row for Patolo. Uh, Harrison Edwards returns from concussion. Ray Fatala-Marina plays his first game in over a month. Jackson Tapine comes onto the bench at the expense of Waddell. For the Knights, Gagai has succumbed to an injury, um, to an injured foot, and he has been managing for several weeks, and he's replaced by Tuala. Lachlan Fitzgibbon returns from concussion, so youngster Dylan Lucas makes way. If anything is going to hype up the Knights, it's Christian Welch in his press con- right before his press conference going, how did the Knights lose? They Penrith had no one playing. Like When you hear someone else say that, that gives you a kick up the arse. Uh, Knights have been really poor the last couple of weeks. They have the points in them. They just aren't executing right. Um, Bulldogs, we know their season has been probably a, a very underwhelming is probably the word I'll use. But coming off a bye, I think I'm going to have a dogs here. Yeah. Pencil in round 21, by the way. Knights host the Storm. Mm, interesting. Now, <laughs> mm. uh, speaking of interesting, Sunday afternoon, Manly hosts the Roosters, Battle of the Birds. 
Um, Jake Jarojevic returns. Saab returns. Tuolangi returns. Trebojevic returns and Parker returns. Um, Jake's last game was in round 12 and the Manly have missed him. Um, Vega, Harper, Kepi, Lawton, Condon make way to the Roosters. Sueli E returns from suspension. Fletcher Baker returns from a head knock. Um, but Crichton faced an extended stint on the sideline and Egan Butcher is out. Back rower Tupanua will be sidelined after scans confirmed he had sustained an acute disc injury to his neck. Brown and White come into the back row. Sia Wong makes his NRL debut off the bench and Turpin took a knock to the ribs on Sunday but has been named. Now, Wong was named to the debut sometime last year, Mike, and it never happened. So do we think he's going to actually get a run? I think so. I think the fact that we are missing our our first four choices at edge – and he's an edge. We're at, at the, the way we're lined up at the moment, it's Victor Radley and Nafahu White playing on the edge. Neither have played a game as a starting edge back rower. Uh, they both finished a game there on the weekend, but neither have started a game there for the Roosters or ever in their careers. I could see Sia coming, uh, coming in. He's been killing it in reserve grade. He's been an absolute monster in uh, New South Wales Cup. Uh Excited to see what he brings. Uh, both Manly and Roosters, uh, both their wings have been clipped this season, though. Um, not not looking good. I'm going to tip the Roosters just because I think Manly have, have got a lot more going on behind the scenes. Uh, so, yeah. There's there's some signs from the Roosters. We're, we're looking better. We're looking better. But it just hasn't clicked yet. I think that the fact that we've got – I think this is our best back line, one to five. And we haven't. I think we so. haven't done this. But we haven't done this this season. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, so Mike's tips to round 18: Sharks over St George, Warriors over Souths, Panthers to win in Melbourne, Raiders to beat the Titans, yeah. um, Cow- Cowboys to beat the Tigers, Broncos to beat the Dolphins. Dogs to pip Newcastle and the Roosters to win in uh, Brookie. That's it. Very close matchups in terms of ladder positions. Um, mm, a, lot could, a lot could move around this week. Yeah, like 15th and 14th, 13th and 12th. Parramatta have another bye. Uh, 6th and 9th, 3rd and 1st, 5th and 8th all playing each other. Um, we are at the end say, of our pa- podcast. Parramatta look awesome, by the way. And they're, they're yeah, they to watch. They are charging. They are charging. Mm-hmm. I was having this discussion with someone that their for and against in those early games has really kept them in it because they were all those losses by a total of, what was it, 18 points at the start of the year. They have, a, they have the second best for and against in the call. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we might see a grand final repeat, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so... In the middle of our podcast here, the, the panel has actually been deliberating Reese Walsh's decision for 20 minutes, um, which is just insane uh, and still no result. So um, there was a fake tweet that went around. And um, we've actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And someone actually asked for a quote about what Reese Walsh would be saying right now while he's waiting for the decision. And I'd love to repeat it, but it's all um, F's and C's. Uh, 
So there you go. The Broncos have missed their flight back to Brisbane. Because <laughs> there's a curfew <laughs> in Sydney at 10 o'clock. Oh, no. Um, someone, has tweeted, someone has tweeted, this hearing is going longer than the Parramatta Eels Premiership drought. Jesus. Uh, um, we'll leave it there. I don't think we'll wait this right. out. <laughs> hopefully by next week we'll know, Mike. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. All right. Uh, as always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. And one last thing, Emmanuel, how good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Thanks, guys. <laughs>